nipples are very sensitive. Does my body disgust you? Welcome back to Currently Pregnant Podcast. It's, it's been, been a while. while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> like four months? It's been a while. Why has it been a while? Um, well... Well, Allie gave birth. Yeah. So. No, the baby's still inside. I haven't been able to move. <laughs> no, I gave birth. Yeah, and it's the baby is currently here. It's here. It's, it's here. a girl! Surprise! Yeah. So, we wanted to come back for, you know, at least one last time and go through the whole process of birth, basically. You're just going to tell us how it works. Uh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell us uh, the baby's name, etc. Yes, yes. All right. Well, she's here with us today, and she's laying on the ground watching football. Currently, <laughs> she apparently likes football. All right. I'm getting her started early. <laughs> it's fine. You can be whatever you want, Thea. That's right. Oh, her name is Thea. T H E A, not Thea or Bea, as strangers think I'm saying. Bea. Bea. Thea is ugly in Spanish. Anyway. <laughs> Thea. <laughs> Beth Wilson. That's like that car that I saw on the road once that was called Roto. <laughs> Which means broken. Broken. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> it was some brand of, it was old, it was some brand of car, and it was, Roto was the type, and I was like, that car is probably in the shop all the time. The fact that you actually saw it on the road is a miracle. Yeah, like, I know. That's just yeah. no way. It was on the way to the repair shop, I'm sure. Roto. Yeah. All right, Thea Beth Wilson, mm-hmm. born late. Yes, two weeks late. Mm-hmm. Due date was June 15th. She was born June 28th. Damn. Were you late. freaking out? Did I freak out? I only was freaking out because I was scared that I wouldn't know what labor would feel like and I wouldn't know when to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I stopped work June 7th at 39 weeks, and I was convinced I'd go early. I was like, this baby is coming June 11th. I just had that number in my head. Mm-hmm. June 11th. June 11th came Why? and went. I don't know. It just appeared to me one day. A but instead, she was born... The day before your birthday. That's right. That's Almost on my cute. birthday. Mm-hmm. And she shares a birthday with her cousin, my niece. Mm-hmm. They have the same birthday. That's easy. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's nice. also so cute. Mm-hmm. They're two years apart. Exactly. Which is adorable. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I just sat around for three weeks. Just waiting. I watched never, a lot of shit on TV. All I did was watch scary movies. I watched every I watched all the Conjurings, and then I watched all the Insidious, which are maybe in the same universe. I didn't even know they had universes. It was just, all I did was watch scary movies. Were you trying to, like, induce yourself, basically, that? You're trying to scare the baby out? Is that was no, that your No, I just like scary movies. Oh, okay. I mean, it was, like, 10 a.m., and I'm watching The Conjuring. Like, what am I doing? Your husband comes out, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what is going on here? Um, I mean, she listened to our other podcast. Yes. Judgmental. I did. I I listened to lots of podcasts. I just sat in my lazy boy recliner, (laughs) extremely uncomfortable, because it's not like you can even relax. At that point, I was so big that I can't, you can't lay on your back 
because then my arms would go numb and my hands would go numb. Well, you're not supposed to lay on your back. And you're not supposed to lay on your back. You crush your vena cava. And the baby suffocates, apparently. And then you can't lay on, I can't lay on my side because if I laid on my side, then I couldn't see the TV. So then it got to the point where I put my laptop (laughs) on the the coffee table (laughs) and I would watch TV on my laptop because then I could face it. Mm-hmm. Even though the TV was right there, I couldn't look at it. Oh, it was awful. And so every little twinge, every little anything, I was like, is this labor? Is it? Is it labor? But then it would just go away, and it was so ridiculous. And then finally it got to the point, I think I went to the doctor June 20th. June 20th, and the doctor said, okay, we're going to have to induce you chemically, medically, mm-hmm. Because I wasn't even close. Like, I was... Okay, so I have to explain this. So your cervix... That's why you're here, yeah. Ow. My elbow, sorry. Your cervix, for people who aren't aware, like Dr. Hunter Nelson here, um, is like the... So you have your vaginal canal, and then you have your cervix, and then you have your uterus. It's and it the goes, mouth of a whoopee cushion. That's what I always say. Oh, very good. Yes. Yeah. When oh, my, yeah! When my gynecologist <gasps> told me that I had... A tiny, tiny cervix. That is really brilliant. So the the circular part of the whoopee cushion is <laughs> is the uterus where the baby is hanging out, and the opening where you blow into the whoopee cushion is your cervix. Are you following me? I, I know all this stuff. Come on. I'm oh the right, right. Here. The expert. On, Sorry. Uh, don't don't talk to me. So I don't know what's going on here. Your cervix has to do two things before a baby can come out of it. It has to thin. So imagine like yes. um. I don't know. My hair spinning. <laughs> okay, so let's say your cervix is like a sponge. Okay. Okay. Um, your cervix hunter. Yes, your cervix hunter is like a sponge <laughs> when it is fully thick. And then it needs to get as thin as um, like a piece of paper, essentially. It has to thin out. Mm-hmm. And that's called effacing. Okay, so it has to thin all the way. Then it has to open up like... A mouth, I guess. I don't know. Like, has to open mm-hmm. up. <laughs> okay, so it has to open up to ten centimeters before a baby can come out of it. So I was ninety percent effaced, ninety percent thinned, but not dilated. Dilated is when it opens. Mm-hmm. So everything was ready. The baby's head was like as low as it could go, and everything was ready except I just wasn't opening. So they were like, okay, we need to get this going because now your baby's overdue and it can be really dangerous when a baby's in too long. Like you were in too long, right, Hunter? Yeah. Yeah. So something we don't need to talk about again. That's right. Okay. So (laughs) it can get really dangerous because the baby can poop inside you and it can um, just get too big in there and then you can start losing um, amniotic fluid and it's just very dangerous. So they're like, okay, we're going to induce you. We, let me check the schedule. So she, I'm like, we have to schedule. You're telling me this is dangerous and now also, I have to wait? Yeah. Eight days. Well, it was supposed to be six days. Mm-hmm. Um, I was supposed to get induced on the 26th, but they didn't have an opening. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then I had to wait um, till the 27th. So I went to the hospital on the 27th, yeah. but she wasn't born till the 28th. But when I got the call that they couldn't get me in on the 26th, I just, like, broke down in my kitchen. Like, Holden came home from work, 
and I just had my head in my hands and I was just crying over a bowl of cereal and I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this. Like I was just, you're at the point where it's like, just get it over with. It, mm-hmm. It's just re- like, I was, I wasn't even in like pain or discomfort and, but looking back on it, I was extremely uncomfortable, but I just mm-hmm. get used to things really easily. And so I, I didn't really even realize how uncomfortable I was, but I mean, I went for walks every day, sometimes twice a day, because walks were supposed to induce labor. Nothing happened. I would get contractions while walking, but they never stayed. They just, they would go away. Like, it never progressed. And, like, being in the car was really painful. Like, for some reason, like, the angle of the seat and the, Mm -hmm. and the, uh, Seatbelt? Seatbelt. I was like, the restrainment? What is that thing called? (laughs) The seatbelt? Like, it hurts so bad. And then my grandma started freaking out. She's like, you're in labor. You're in labor. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I've never been in labor before, but I can guarantee you I am not in labor because the moment I get out of the car, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. So what, am I just supposed to stay in the car and have the baby in the car? Is that what you want, grandma? Huh? Well, shit. So finally, I got... To go to the hospital on the 27th of June. And who met you there? Oh, Holden and I walk in and my mom and my grandma are waiting in the waiting room. Just so excited. Like, I'm going to just have the baby right there. I was <laughs> no, like, it'll be 30 minutes right? in and out. Oh, we'll just, yeah. we'll see you in a sec. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're waiting in the waiting room and Holden was like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, they're just excited, whatever. And they were just glowing so excited and I was like okay bye and then we went into the basically emergency room for pregnant women except (laughs) I wasn't I didn't have to wait Mm -hmm. like if I went into labor and went in there then they make you wait in this you know how when you go to the doctor you go into the room and then you wait forever forever yeah so I had I got to skip that part I just got to go straight to the delivery room because I was getting induced, so I didn't have to actually... They didn't have to prove I was in labor. They Basically, they have to prove you're in labor if you walk in. Oh. Yeah, because people have false labor all the time. So I got to skip that. But this one lady came in when I was filling out the paperwork, and I was like, oh, let her go. Like, she's in pain. She... She was clearly, like, in labor. It was obvious, but she, I was first, and they made her wait. I was like, oh, my God. Um, So, yeah, then we went up. Then we went up to the uh, the delivery room. So I gave I gave birth at Prentice Hospital, which is Northwestern, and it was in beautiful. Just like your room was huge. My room was huge, and they were like, "Oh, you're in room blah blah blah." I can't remember the number anymore. They're like, "You got the best room. You got the best one." And I had a view of like Lake Michigan and downtown That's Chicago. Awesome. It was beautiful, and it was a beautiful day. Um, yeah. So we went in there at 10 a.m. and Tell us about what it, the induc- induction. Oh, I'll yeah. get there. Okay. I'm getting to it. So See, actually, I had a question. Why is there a reason like you don't dilate? It's just your body. It's just your just, body doesn't like do it. They said basically like my body wasn't getting the message. My uh, food's here. <laughs> so hold on for one moment. We'll be right back. Okay, we're back. Um, Ellie ate. Yes. The I baby did. ate. The baby ate. Now she's sleeping again. We yeah we avoided her. Crying, so that was good. Yeah. We, that was a good break, so. We ate at the same time. So, yeah. Good job. Good job, guys. I like <laughs> that you guys are on the same schedule. That's <laughs> helpful for us. She eats every two hours. I eat every two hours. <laughs> Perfect. 
So um, what we were talking about is how your body did not get the message to dilate yeah. your cervix. Right. Basically, everything was ready except my cervix wasn't opening, and so I had to get assistance for that. So I go in, and of course they have to like hook you up to IVs and all this stuff first because you have to be constantly hooked up to machines. And I don't know if I've mentioned this previously on this podcast, how I had to go to therapy for... I don't know. Okay. Well, I had to go to therapy. I think so. It's been a while. We'll just... We can recap. That's I think you basically had to do exposure therapy for IVs and C-sections. I did not get a real C-section or an IV for exposure therapy. But I had to look at pictures and watch videos because... The thought of an IV, and whenever I get IV or whenever I have blood drawn, I faint. So I had to go to therapy for that. Also, if I'm listening to a story or people are talking about a C-section, I faint. (laughs) I almost fainted while driving on the highway because a podcast I was listening to was talking about that topic, and I had to pull over. It was really scary. Okay, so... The doctor's giving me the IV, and I thought I was fine because I went to therapy for it, and I thought I was great, so I didn't inform her that I had Mm. this issue, and um, as she's giving me the IV, just thinking about it right now, it's really bad. You want me to tell it? Well, they put it in my hand, and that's a big issue for me. That is, like, terrifying to me, and um, she wasn't very good at it, and it Mm -hmm. hurt, And I told her, I said, I'm going to faint, and that's the last thing I remember, because then my ears started to ring. And once my ears start ringing, that's the point of no return. I know I'm going to faint. So usually I get on all fours when my ears start ringing, and I just make my way down to the ground. (laughs) But I couldn't, because I was strapped to a bed. So, But I was on my back, and so she said... So then I came I came to, and Holden was there, and I was like, did I faint? Because I didn't go all the way out, because I kind of could remember everything I I know I didn't go all the way as deep as I have before but Holden said he walked in and he was like oh she fainted didn't she (laughs) he's found me twice on the floor so uh yeah and she said that she when I told her I was gonna faint and I started to go out she said she asked me a question and all I said back was fantasy And I was like, yep, don't remember that. And she was like, yeah, that's when I knew you were telling the truth because you weren't making any sense. And I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. So, yeah, I fainted. Then they had to wait for me to, like, recover from that, which didn't take long because I've fainted multiple times. So I was like, we're good. You're a veteran. Trust me, I'm good. Let's get this show on the road. So so then, okay, in order to induce me, I had to get the balloon and the balloon was awful so they basically put this like little water balloon through my vagina up into my cervix and then the balloon would slowly fill with water and open my cervix up when it would open to four centimeters then the balloon will fall out once the balloon falls out, then they start giving you this drug called Pitocin, which is just a drip in my IV that makes you start having contractions, and then your body does the rest. But they just had to, like, open me up so my body gets the clue, like, hello, this is what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. So that was, they were like, this is going to be one of the most painful things for you because we can't do it in, with an epidural, so you're going to feel it. 
And it, it was not pleasant. I mean, you get an exam at a doctor, they're just in your vaginal canal. They mm-hmm. don't really go to your cervix. But they had to go to my cervix and then through my cervix because the balloon had to be on the other side, basically up against her that head. That was like getting an IUD. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So the balloon was up against Thea's head Mm -hmm. (laughs) because the balloon had to imitate her head because it's the baby's head that tells your cervix to open, but her head wasn't doing that, so the balloon was touching her head, apparently, (laughs) (laughs) and expanding in there. So that, yeah, that, that was unpleasant. I don't really remember it, but, I mean, it hurt like pinched and it, it hurt and then that was it and then I was fine it didn't you don't feel it after it so I just laid around and at this point the moment you get there you cannot eat until the baby comes out well, so I had an IV that was giving me fluids but if I starving yeah I was starving I think I we ate we got we got breakfast before or something like I had pancakes or something before we went in um I don't remember where we ate but I know we ate so I'm just laying there waiting for this balloon thing. And I was like, I think I have to pee. So I get up. It's such a fiasco because you have to like wheel your IV in with you. (laughs) And there's wires everywhere. So I go and I sit on the toilet and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And I'm like, okay, maybe it's like when you're, when you're like, when you know you got to pee and you can't, you know, everyone has that issue. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, come on, relax. You're on a toilet. It's not like I'm trying to pee in the ocean or something. Mm -hmm. You know, when you try to pee in the ocean, you're like, it won't happen. Mm -hmm. Or am I the only one that doesn't? I think that's just you, yeah. No, come on. No, No, remember when we were on that uh, pontoon boat Mm -hmm. and we had to pee? That was really hard. Yes, we had to hold on to the side of a boat and try to pee, and my body was not getting the message then either. the water is so cold. Yeah, so I'm like trying to pee, trying to pee, I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Then the balloon just falls out into the toilet. And I was like, the balloon fell out! And I, like, yelled for the nurse. She was like, yay! I was like, (laughs) yay! I'm like, yeah, I was trying to pee, and I couldn't, and I didn't know why. And it was because the balloon was coming out, and it was, like, blocking my urethra. And I didn't know it, and then it just fell in the toilet. And it was supposed to be in me 6 to 12 hours, and it was only in me for 4. Because my body was ready. It just needed, like, a jump start. Mm Mm-hmm. So it came out really fast, and I, I thought it was going to be, like, rubbery. It was, like, it looked like it was made of glass. <laughs> like, I don't know what it was made out of, but it was, like, a thick ball, a clear ball. It, Weird. Like, plastic, I think, but mm-hmm. it was very thick and had water in it. It just, it looked like a, like a ornament on a Christmas tree or something. <laughs> I don't know. Merry Christmas! Into the toilet. Weirdest dildo ever. <laughs> So I just left it in the toilet, and I was like, what do I do? Okay. And so then they're like, yay, now next part. Did you flush it? No. (laughs) Still has it. Habit, sorry. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so then I was like, yay, that was fast, awesome. So then I go back to the bed, and I lay down, and then that's when they were like, okay, we're going to give you the Pitocin drip, which makes you have contractions. So At what point did you get your epidural? Soon. Okay. At this point. So when the balloon falls out, you're at four centimeters. And I got the epidural at five centimeters, I remember. So I'm laying there, and then the contractions start. And I was like, oh, these are contractions? I was like, damn, I'm glad I'm here because I wouldn't have come. Mm-hmm. Like, this just feels like gas. Oh, really? Like when you have to <laughs> fart. Yeah, just like... Well, because you're used to such intense gas pain. <laughs> 
But to, like, other people that don't experience that, they'd be like, oh, this is not normal. But you're just like, what? It just felt like when your bowels move right before you got to poo. Like You've been prepped for this your whole life, basically. That's what <laughs> yes, you were. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I'm, there's your problem. I'm truly yeah. made to push a baby out. Um, so I was like, oh, wow, because it doesn't feel like Braxton Hicks, which are the fake contractions you have all throughout your pregnancy. Those mm-hmm. are more sharp. This was just, like, dull and low. It just felt like gas. I was like, that's a contraction. Wow okay and then they started getting stronger and then they got really uncomfortable and honestly I can't even really remember anymore how it felt because my brain is deciding to delete that information but I know it was like dull and then at one point I was like okay can I have the epidural like I'm ready they're like sure you can just get it whenever you want so then they brought in the anesthesiologist and he talked me through it and everything and like that was the easiest part was getting the epidural it didn't hurt at all I was just gonna not say. at all did they you get, expect it to hurt uh, something yeah you get a local anesthetic like a little so that they can numb the area before they put the big old needle in your spine which doesn't bother me <laughs> hunter didn't i know like hunter that. Did not like that nope. so like the little local shot just felt like a normal shot you get in your arm i was like okay no big deal and then after that, I didn't feel anything. And but I but it's crazy because like you can still feel everything; it just doesn't hurt. So I felt the needle go into my spine, but it didn't hurt. But I felt him like shove it in. It's weird to me of all so the things that Ugh. like you get freaked out by. Giant needles aren't one of them. That's just I just you don't can't see it. That. I didn't right. I couldn't see it. But you uh, for me, oh no, 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 no it no, didn't no, bother no, me no. because I, I couldn't even, see it. No. And there's no blood. I, the blood. It's the blood that really bothers me the okay. most. Yeah, so... So the, then, shortly after you got that epidural, you were Marco Poloing with our <laughs> other friend, Simone, and uh, me, and I remember at one point, you told us that you got the epidural, and we're like, well, how do you feel? And you said to me, I'm just surfing now. <laughs> oh, yeah, you were over here. You were over here when that was... Yeah, like, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I said, Excuse me, you're surfing? That is something I've never heard you say before. It was, yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. Sweet. I knew it was working. Yeah. Oh hey. Uh oh. Hi Thea. See, there really is a baby here. That's what's until <laughs> now. Oh, perfect. See, I think that's good. I feel like at yeah. no point she made a sound earlier. So yeah. I was like, oh, there's there a is fake a baby. baby. There really is a baby. <laughs> we rented it. <laughs> yeah. So. It kicked in. I was Marco Poloing Lindsay, apparently. She was surfing. I was surfing. <laughs> and then at five centimeters, I was like, um, I think my water broke. Because at that point, my water still hadn't broken. And that was the next step. They were going to manually break my water. And mm-hmm. So they, like, basically go up inside you with what looks like a crochet hook. <laughs> and they just poke it. And it bursts. And it bursts. Yeah. Cool. So I was like, ah, cause at this point I'm numb, but I can tell I'm wet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, I think my water broke. And so the doctor came and she checked, she put her hand up there to check and just her finger finished it off and then it popped. And I, I could, f- I felt it. It felt like a fucking water balloon. Like it shifted yeah. to the side and then it burst and I felt it and it didn't hurt. It was just like, holy shit. Just that a was weird it. feeling. Like- yeah. And then I'm. Then they watch, so then the water comes out, and basically there's doggy pee-pee pads under you. <laughs> they're not even, like, special hospital, like, they're dog pads. And that's what's under there's you. There's, like, the ones with the blue edge. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what's under you pee on the pads. bed. And 
the, the nurse turned to the other nurse and she goes, this baby's mech. And I was like, excuse me, what's mech? Hello. Hi. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that means meconium. Your baby pooped inside of you. <gasps> and I was like, yum. Okay. Because the poop was coming out. Oh, That's how oh. they knew. That's how they knew. It was all over the puppy pad. Oh, God. It was brown water. And so then they were like, okay, it's okay. And you know what? The nurses were really great because I never once got scared mm-hmm. or nervous ever. They, they knew how to deliver information because mm-hmm. I never felt scared. They were like, oh, fuck, your baby's pooping inside <laughs> of you. <laughs> this baby's mech. And they're like, this baby's mech. I'm like, can you please, like, not talk in front of the mom? You know what I mean? Why did mm-hmm. I have to be like, excuse me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so they're like, mech. they're like, okay, so since your baby did that, it's common. Like, don't worry. 20% of babies, especially overdue babies. That's why they got to get them out so fast. Um, they're like, there's a chance that the baby will inhale the poop when they come out. And so just, Yum. they're like, just so you know, like the moment the baby comes out, we're going to have to rush them to the table and assess their lungs. So you won't, um, get to hold the baby right away and you won't get to do the skin to skin with them on your chest. And I was like, pretty bummed about that, but I was like, whatever, save my baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, save. Also get the poop out of my baby. That's probably more important. Baby's yeah. poop out of me. Like, yeah. oh, <laughs> fucking nasty. So, <laughs> so are they like worried, like. Like, of you getting, like, infected from that? Is that, like, the baby ish- would get infected. So it wouldn't infect you? No. No, okay, I didn't know Mm-mm. if the poop would, like, I don't know. Maybe. That's what I was, like, no, wondering why no, it would No, they never talked about that. No, okay. it's more about it, the baby can get an infection um, in their lungs. Okay. Yeah. So they're like, okay, just so you know, like, we're going to have to do that and rush the baby. I'm like, okay, thanks for letting me know. Like, that's fine. Because I still had five more centimeters to go. So <laughs> that happened. So then, like halfway home So now point, I have yeah. the epidural, and honestly, for the next, like, Four, five hours. I felt nothing. I watched Seinfeld, your favorite show, Hunter. My favorite. Um, Holden and I just hung out. Didn't you watch Forensic Files? Oh hell yeah! So we watched Seinfeld, and then Holden went to sleep, and then I watched Forensic Files. I was so happy. I was surfing (laughs) the channels, (laughs) and I found Forensic Files, and I was like, "This is the best fucking moment of my life." (laughs) And I went on the My Favorite Murder. teacher Facebook page that I'm part of and they're called teacherinos instead of murderinos Mm. and I posted I was like I'm currently in active labor and what comes on the TV forensic files (laughs) this baby's gonna be a murderino and I had like 200 (laughs) likes I was like bam (laughs) yes (laughs) and I like took a picture of the TV and it was like a a tombstone and I was like it's like yay forensic files and that's what I posted on Instagram and then people are messaging me they're like you're on fucking Instagram right now like what are you doing I'm like I have an epidural I don't feel anything like what do you want me to do yeah like I'm bored yeah I'm not feeling anything it's not ready to push it yet my husband's asleep on the fucking couch over there like I had nothing to do (laughs) I ain't got nothing to do I got all the time in the world so I'm laying there and then they come in and they check you every like 45 minutes ish. So they're like, okay, you're, you're getting close. You're now, you're about eight centimeters. So you're, you're dilating, you're getting closer. I was like, okay, okay. And they're like, so call us in when it literally feels like you have to poop. Like you have to poop. And I was like, okay. So not long after that, I buzzed them in. I was like, feels like I got to poop. And they were like, okay. So they checked me. They're like, yep, you're still eight centimeters, but the baby's lower. That's the baby's head you're feeling. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, okay, so now call us in 
when it feels like you have to constantly poop and it doesn't go away. So it's like it would every contraction it would make me feel like I had to poo and then it would go away. So then they're like, when it doesn't go away, call us in. So at this point, I was like, this is hurting me. I was like, this hurts. This doesn't feel right. And I kept calling them in and I like couldn't breathe. And they were like, is it pressure or is it pain? I was like, uh, both. I'm like, this, this is, I'm like, this really, this is bad. So with every contraction, like my delivery nurse, she would like help me breathe. She's like, okay, you need to breathe out. I was like, I can't like it hurt so bad. And I was like, my body, my body is telling me to push. They're like, you can't push. You're not dilated enough. You're going to rip your cervix. And I was like, but my body is telling me to push. And that's essentially like you're having a massive Indian food diarrhea, but you're not allowed to let it out. It was a nightmare. I was like, I can't not push. Like you're, it's like telling you not to breathe. It's telling you not to blink. Like I can't tell my body to not do what it wants to do. And they were like, not believing me and about how much pain I was in. And I was in fucking pain, but it was mostly the fact that I wanted to push and I couldn't. And I was trying to hold in my baby's body in my, like, Ugh. it was awful. It was, that was, it was just so like, I felt like nobody was listening to me. And I said that at one point I was laying there. I'm like, nobody's listening to me. I have to shit. I remember saying, I was like, I gotta <laughs> shit. And they're like, well, maybe you do have to shit. And I was like, something's got to come out. I was like, it's my, either the shit or the yeah, baby. I was like, like my body is telling me to push. So finally the nurses turn to each other and they're like, why is she in so much pain? And mm-hmm. I fucking heard them again whispering. And then they're like, let's get a second opinion. So then they bring in like the head nurse and she checks me and she's like, this woman has no cervix. She needs to push now. So basically like they were telling me that my cervix wasn't ready, but it was. So then they're like, okay. So you're holding it in for no reason. Which is literally impossible. And I was like writhing and like thrashing because I was, it was. Did you mention the part about how your epidural stopped working? I'm getting, yeah. That's why I felt pain because yeah. So they're like, okay, we're going to bring in the doctor. So basically the nurses do all the work. And then when you push, the doctor comes in and the doctor takes all the credit for everything. Mm -hmm. So they brought in my doctor and they, my, they like informed her of what was going on. And she was like. Okay, so it's really rare, but your epidural has stopped working, it it appears, and it's kind of too late to get a new one because you have to sit perfectly still mm-hmm. to get a new epidural. And you can't do oh, that. Oh, there's no chance. No way in hell could I sit perfectly still. But they also tried to like put a new bag of medicine, a stronger bag of the medication, and that didn't work either. And that's how they knew like my needle like wasn't working anymore. Mm-hmm. But at that point, they're like, all that's left is you got to push. And I was like, as long as you're letting me push, I don't care anymore. It can't hurt any worse right. than it does now. Exactly. Yeah. So finally they let me push and I only pushed for 25 minutes and that baby came out and they were like, you have, they're like, you are the fastest first time mom we have ever had. <laughs> like first time moms never get their well, baby out that you're fast. You're like, cause I fucking held it for like an hour. That, like, that's that why. and like, I'm like a champion shitter. So <laughs> honestly, it was shitter. like just pushing a shit out. That's all it was. Cause it's not like I knew how to, they just said push and I pushed like I was shitting, but like the most strength I've ever put into a shit in my life. But it wasn't that bad. Like the holding in the, 
the baby was more painful than actually pushing the baby out. Huh. And I've heard that from other people as well, that like the actual pushing isn't the worst part. It is the contractions are the worst fucking part. And before I knew my epidural stopped working, I was like, people who don't get epidurals, if this is what it's like on an epidural, people, holy shit. I'm like, people who don't get epidurals are crazy. They're Amazon women. They're fucking nuts. Like, this is <laughs> well, crazy. Well, did you know, like, you were, you're an Amazon and woman. And now I'm yeah. an Amazon woman. <laughs> and then the doctor was like, you can rightfully brag that you pushed a baby out with no epidural. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> but during it, I, I literally said at one point, I'm never doing this again. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Because it was just like, traumatizing because no one was listening to me. No mm-hmm. one believed me that I was in pain. They probably thought I was being dramatic, but hey, I have an epidural. You mm-hmm. think I can fake this pain on my face? Like, I know I looked like a crazy woman. And Holden said, like, I was like, what did I look like and sound like? He's like, you just, like, what a pregnant woman sounds like in movies? Like, <laughs> that's what you did. And I was like, yeah, I don't, it was like, I just remember being like, oh, like I can't breathe. I don't even remember. I just remember it was like I couldn't breathe out. It hurt so bad I could breathe in, but I couldn't get the breath out Mm -hmm. because it hurt so bad. And they're telling me not to push. And now I'm holding in a Indian food shit. Like it was just. now your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. She's sleeping. Yeah. So that's why I was traumatized because no one was listening to me and no one believed me. And that was like so stressful and traumatizing and painful. Well, cause I'm um, sure they see it all the time where, you know, the yeah. people react like you did and there's nothing wrong. So right. they assume like, okay, like, I think they thought I was being dramatic yeah. for sure. Yeah. But then they realize like, mm, I don't think it's so. It's been dramatic for a long time. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I felt everything I ripped. I felt mm-hmm. it. It wasn't even that painful. It really wasn't, but I remember it. And I remember the moment, the moment I ripped and, and then the moment she came out, I mean, I could feel her legs, like everything came. It wasn't just like a blob. It was like I felt her body parts on me when they came out. Like it wasn't smooth. It was like body mm-hmm. parts coming out. Like, I don't one know. At time, one like, at a yeah. time, basically. Yeah. But when I was pushing, they're like, oh, my God, this baby has the most hair we've ever seen. And she does. <laughs> we call her a little orangutan because she has orangutan hair. <laughs> She really does have a lot of hair. But, uh... Yeah, I remember seeing a picture. I'm like, I'm like, how long is this baby? Like, why is there so much hair on this baby? <laughs> also, she was in me way too long. Yeah. And her nails were so long, they were starting to get um, ingrown. Because oh. she... She was in me for too long. Her yeah. nails got too long. So then I had to cut her little nails right away. Did you feel those on the way out? No. <laughs> no it's like... It's like, like rest yeah. development with Buster. But... <laughs> Lucille held him in for too long and there was claw marks in her womb. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, so I mean, she came out and she was stunned. Oh, but yeah, she came out. Girl, we were just like, at that point I was like, yeah. Well, I kind of always knew it was a girl. I just had a feeling. But it was just, it was, I mean, it was shocking, but I was more like, you guys in never, a daze. You guys never found out before, No, right? yeah. no, I was surprised. So, I mean, she was stunned when she came out. She didn't cry. Uh, she was, they, I heard them, they're like, she's stunned. Like, baby, I guess they're stunned. I mean, that's. It's a whole, literally a whole new world. I mean, what I always wonder is when they are in the vaginal canal, 
not in the amniotic fluid anymore and not in the world, how are they getting oxygen? Mm-hmm. What is happening at that moment? I, like, don't get it. So they rush her to the little table, and it's called a giraffe, because it kind of looks like a giraffe. <laughs> it's got, like, a big neck thing, and then on the end of the neck is, like, a warming bulb. And they put her on it. <laughs> and she was over there a while, but then as she's over there, um, I mean, they're stitching me up, and thank God I didn't see it. But I felt it all, but they gave me, like, a local... Numbing on my vulva. Um, vulva. Vulva. And so, like, I felt them, like, sewing, but it didn't hurt, and that was a little weird. That was awful. Oh, and then when I, when the uh, placenta came out, that, oh, I was so gross. <laughs> Did that hurt just as much? It hurt, but it didn't hurt as much. Okay. Like, you have a, you have a contract, I think I had, like, two contractions, and then and then the placenta came out and that literally felt like a giant water balloon. I felt, Another a lot of water balloons. Yeah, in your life. yeah. well, yeah, and that really felt it. It just plopped out like and like landed on this tray. And Holden said that was the worst part because he watched it all. And that oh my god, how did he ha- like that's how He's did he handle fucking it? Buddha? He was fine. He was just oh, chill. He was so chill. Yeah, I mean, at one point they're like, "Do you want to see the baby come out to me?" And I was like, "Fine." Whatever. And so they, like, wheeled up this, like, mirror on wheels. But every time you push, it's, like, two steps forward, one step back. So you push, and then the baby's head retreats back in. So every time I would look, I couldn't see the baby's head because the baby's head would go back in. And when I'm pushing, my eyes are closed. Mm -hmm. So I never... I was like, that's my vagina. Okay. Like, (laughs) I looks... I've seen that before. Looks fucking swollen and nasty. Yeah. That's 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 great. I'd be like, I don't want to see this. But I don't see my baby's head. I don't want to see this train wreck that's going on down there. Yeah, so I never saw the baby come out. But Holden said he did, and he said it was really, like, it wasn't weird. It was, like, cool. But he said the what really... The worst part for him was the placenta. He was like, that was alien. He's like, it looked like an alien thing. And it just, like, plopped on this tray and, like... And... I felt that, and it was so. Did he have a nice gross. placenta recipe ready for you guys to? <laughs> we to actually, try? I, I, oh debated getting. You can get it put into pills, and I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with it. So no, we didn't do that. Yeah, remember Ben was talking about um, how Holden was going to have a ancient baby <laughs> recipe, <laughs> blood stew. That's what. Yeah, I expected that. He pops out. He's just got like he's like, oh here, this is what we can do with this. Oh like, yeah, you guys didn't get to collect the cord blood. No, yeah, we'll talk about that. Um, yeah. So they they rushed her over and they didn't know if it got in her lungs or not. And just to be safe, she had to go to the NICU. She was there for four days, which is like nothing compared to some babies that are there for like months. I think my niece was in there for a month, and my brother said it was so hard. Aww. They had to go home for a whole month without her. I only had to go home for one day without her. But um, normally, babies just hang out in the in the um, in your recovery room in your room, so you get to be there for three midnights. So I, she was born at two twenty two a.m. So I got an extra. Nice. Yeah, day. nice. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah, so I got three midnights, and and NICU moms they're like a little more le- lenient. They let you stay a little bit longer. They kind of milk it. 
So, like, normally babies are right next to you in this little crib next to your bed, but she had to be in the NICU, so I didn't get to experience any of that. And it was kind of nice. Like, her first few days, I didn't have to do anything. I just <laughs> I just hung out, and I was like, I'm going to go visit my baby. And then I would walk there and visit her and hang out, and then I'd Come leave. back and order food. Right. Free oh my food God. from the hospital. And Northwestern has damn good food. <laughs> it was good for hospital food, and I was there on my birthday because she was born the day before my birthday. So then on my birthday, I was like, I'm getting whatever I want. And I got whatever I want. It was great. <laughs> but right after she was born, I was starving. And all I wanted was a sub sandwich because I hadn't had lunch meat <laughs> in 10 months. So Holden went and got me a sub sandwich. You wanted something phallic. <laughs> <laughs> I ate that. I think it was a 12 inch. <laughs> Pretty sure. It was great. I ate that motherfucker and it was awesome because i hadn't eaten in like 18 hours yeah 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 so yeah I feel like i do that all the time yeah, what? Don't yeah but you're not in labor yeah it's different Fucking, true oh my god and my body she did a lot so of bad. work during that time it wasn't like she was sitting there hey bud Aww. Aww. we're waking you up i know i ain't sugar no she's okay she's okay all right um see. i'll stop it but yeah no, she's good Yep, so they gave her antibiotics because they weren't sure if she had an infection or not. And she had to stay there for four days. And she had this little breathing tube in her nose and a little feeding tube in her mouth and a little IV. It was all so cute and little. (laughs) But she kept pulling the the tubes out, and they said that basically means they don't need it. Like, babies know. They know. They're like, I can breathe. I'm good. Yeah, Yeah. and they're like, when babies start to pull things out, we we start to take it out because they just, Mm -hmm. they tell them they don't need it. Because I would hold her and not realize it, and her little air tube wouldn't even be on her nose it'd be like near her ear (laughs) and she'd be breathing fine so yeah she was okay but she didn't get to do like the skin to skin or the um right to the nipple (laughs) so Mm -hmm. yeah and she doesn't really like to breastfeed now and i wonder if that's why i don't know Hmm. yeah but we had to leave her for one day and that kind of sucked but um kind of nice yeah, so then it's like a calm before the storm. Yeah, like, it's like, and I yeah. got to go home for a whole day without her, and he made me a like a big old blood like, stew, rare steak <laughs> with a blood stew on the side. Yeah. No, but well, I blood went... blood stew au jus. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, he made me this big bloody steak because I couldn't have rare steak for ten months, and then I drank two beers and I was drunk, <laughs> drunk, and it was awesome it was so it was that's so kind of nice. nice like you get to home and you know yeah. at least have like one nice meal yes. one last can, night with your cats yes one last you night you can like prep the house like yeah. that and you know. i slept for 11 hours because i had such bad insomnia so i went to the hospital at 10 a.m and i didn't sleep for 36 hours oh, even after birth I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, th- your hormones like are so and... jacked up. They basically told me it's like being on heroin and going cold turkey. Like your Ooh. hormones are insane high, and then the baby comes out, and your body's like, "Okay, you're not pregnant anymore. That's it." Like, and then your your hormones just like plummet, and so that's basically called the baby blues. It's it's different than postpartum. So, which. I'm very angry at the hospital, and I don't know if it's all hospitals, but they didn't give me any 
literature, nothing, no classes, no doctors talked to me about the shit fucking depression storm that was about to hit me and I didn't know it was coming. Really? No one talked to me about anything. At any point during your pregnancy? None. Really? Nothing. And I went home and so mine manifested as um, insomnia. I could not, I, I literally didn't sleep. I, and for how I, long? For 36 hours and then the day we went home without her no, and then I was in the hospital for like two more days with her, but I only slept in like an hour here and there because like the moment I would fall asleep, they'd come in and give me medicine because they're coming in every four hours to give you pain medicine and this and that and that. And I'm like, or, oh, it's time to pump. Let's put your pump on. Like you literally can't sleep mm-hmm. because since my baby wasn't there, my milk didn't know to come in. Mm-hmm. So then I had to pump to tell my body to do it. So in order to oh my god it was just like every four hours I had to pump and take medicine so no I couldn't sleep and then when we did go home I slept for like 11 hours and that was nice but then when she came home again I never slept I didn't sleep for days but I had horrible depression I mean it I've never been that dark and it was it was terrifying what and like, how'd you? In what like, way? Did, I, I, what I were was your terrified of her death. I constantly okay. thought about her death, but like irrational. Like we have a balcony, and I was convinced someone was going to throw her off the balcony. Like convinced. Really. Con- yeah, I was like, this is going to happen, and I was terrified, <gasps> and I would start to fall asleep, and then I would like scream awake because I would see it in my mind. You'd see it happening, and, and it would just play like a. Who would be throwing her? Me, Archie? Holden, anybody. I don't know. I don't know. And so then it had to get to the point where I convinced myself, I'm. you're not going to do that. Like, I had to tell myself, you're not, that's not going to happen. Um, but it was so irrational, and I would just sob and cry, and and I couldn't sleep. I had insomnia, and I would. it was just awful. And it was mostly irrational fears about her death. And then it got to the point where... I was scared of myself, mm-hmm. and that's really bad when you yeah. harm yourself or others, right? Yeah. That's when you call the hotlines. Yeah. So um, it got to the point where I was like, Holden, I feel possessed. Like, I don't trust myself, and I don't, like, I'm freaking out. And so finally I emailed my doctor, like my normal doctor, because I already take anti-anxiety medication, and she upped it. She's like, okay, yeah, you're having baby blues. It's very common. I'm like, why didn't anyone talk to me about How this? Because just knowing that that exists right. kind of takes a lot of yeah. it away. Yeah. How does that differ from postpartum depression? Postpartum lasts longer than two weeks. Okay. Baby blues so last is... two weeks. Okay. So by the time I finally contacted my doctor, it was already starting to go away on its own. But it wasn't enough. Fully and they had to up it. They had to up my meds. And she's like, if this lasts longer than two weeks, you need to come see me. And then I miraculously, like, I got better. You just woke up one day and you just, yeah, like, really? It, was, it wasn't like gradual. No. It was just like one day you're like, yes. why was I thinking It was that? like magic. Huh. Yeah, thank God. I was terrified because I was like, I don't trust myself around her and that's bad. Like, that's bad. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. a mom. So yeah. that's, a, yeah. Like, no, no, no. Like, I need, No. And I was just so depressed. And and then I couldn't sleep. And so when you don't sleep, you get depressed. So it's just like this vicious, like, I it was... And we don't sleep like you're, you can't stop yourself from having thoughts. Right. Like, that's just, then they just take over. Your brain doesn't have the ability to stop the ridiculous thoughts. Yep. And then I wasn't eating because I was so anxious. And, I mean, 
the first weeks of life for a baby, you literally don't have time. You literally cannot put them down. Mm-hmm. I If Holden wasn't home, I didn't eat. And he'd get home and I'd be like, he's like, did you eat? And I'd be like, no. no. When? How? And so then he'd like feed me. Literally, I, feed me. Oh, Bubba. She doesn't like these stories about being thrown off a balcony. I don't either, Bubby. How's that? Okay. Um, so then I like went to Costco and bought like protein shakes. I was like, I have to have things that I can do one handed because, oh my God, it was just crazy. Like you can't put them down. You just, you can't. And just now I'm, I can like. She'll nap without me holding her. She'll let me put her on the ground. Yeah, like she was just hanging out yeah, here. Like we just that took. She's a big football fan. That's what we learned. Is. Yeah, we, I mean uh, that took forever. That, yeah, yeah. So this is new. Like that whole thing is pretty new. Yeah. How many? How old is she now? She's nine weeks. Okay. Um, but yeah, she has her fair share of issues. Like, she's apparently underweight and isn't gaining enough, and she has to go to a nutritionist. And she has to go to the doctor and get weighed every week. Mm-hmm. Um, so the doctor kept saying, like, trying different formulas because clearly her stomach hurt. Like that. <laughs> I don't know what her issue is right now. Let's okay. let's take a break. Okay. So that... I think she's... She good? She's tired. She's okay. Yeah. She's okay. She's okay. Um, yeah, because I was like... I know that she has a stomach ache. I can tell. Like, the way she'd move. I'm like, I have stomach aches. I know that feeling. Like, I've seen that look before. So, the doctor, she was on six different formulas in five weeks. And that's crazy. Why? They just couldn't find the right one? Yeah, they're like, let's try this one. Let's try this. It was like trial and error. And the nutritionist was like, well, no wonder her stomach hurts. And I was like, yeah, but I don't know. It, It just got crazy. So, then they finally were like, let's try her on an antacid whole new baby huh it took Hmm. you seven weeks to figure that out when that is so common so many babies have acid reflux we could have done that first and this would have been resolved yeah so now she's been on it for like two and a half weeks and she like chugs bottles she doesn't cry in the middle of a bottle anymore scream when she burps like she'd be screaming because it would be burning her and she had thrush which is basically a yeast infection in your mouth of course. Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure she had it way longer than we realized because I, the doctor was like, oh, that's just milk. Or oh, that's just milk on her tongue. I'm like, okay, I trust you. You're the doctor. Yeah. And now that she's had this medicine, her mouth is like so pink. I'm like, I have literally never seen my baby's mouth look like this. I think she's had it her whole life. Mm-hmm. And that can get really painful. Babies won't eat yeah. if their mouth has thrush. So like this freaking baby has all these problems no wonder she's not gonna eat but she's getting better she's eating now but my god but she's a great sleeper she'll she'll sleep eight to four whoa Uh yeah and i tell people that they're like fuck you (laughs) you have no idea i'm like yeah but you don't get it my baby doesn't eat your baby eats but doesn't sleep okay well my baby doesn't eat so Mm -hmm. and she's not perfect (laughs) yeah but, I mean, I think she looks healthy, but apparently she's too skinny. She's I think little. she looks healthy, too, but she is small. Yeah. I mean, she's just kind of skinny. I mean, look at her legs. They're so, like, yeah. shapely, like, not chubby. <laughs> they're, like, not chubby, like, baby legs. Yeah. They're just, yeah. They're, you know, like, she doesn't have rolls. She's working on some, like, power calves over yeah. there. Yeah. She's okay. <laughs> she's okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. All right. She just started smiling too. It's so sweet. Oh, good. Yeah. I don't know. You have any questions for me? That's all I got. What do you got? No, I think that you did a very good job taking us through all of that. All right. Wait, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything. Um, No, I mean, yeah, you covered like kind of post what happened, which is good. I just, if there's anything, it's like, you got to know about postpartum and baby blues before you have a baby. I wish I did. I Yeah, maybe instill some advice for anyone that listens to this. Just know that you aren't crazy and that most moms get it and if it lasts longer than two weeks you might have postpartum and that's really dangerous and you need to get help but the average is two weeks and it goes away and you just i i would text every mom i knew Mm -hmm. just to talk to someone who knew what it feels what it's like and some of my friends had it and some of my friends didn't so my friends who didn't were like, I wish I could help you, but I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. But then I had some friends who did and they helped me. That was like a huge help. Just knowing like, oh my God, you felt this too. But I did have a friend who had postpartum. She had it for six months. Oh, I was like, I could And she had to go back to work like that. I was like, you're a hero. Like I couldn't. I was so. It's like, what do they do for you depressed. in that situation? They give you antidepressants. They give you antidepressants. Yeah. I mean, it's. You can't help it with therapy. You got to have it a chemical in your body. Like, yeah. It is so. Because it's something chemically going yeah, on with you. Yeah, it is. Some, I mean, I have not, like, I have anxiety, but that but when was you're, like. When you're in that situation, do they like anything for like the baby? Because like, obviously in postpartum, like you're not thinking clearly. clearly so right. like, do they like make sure, like do they make sure you're like have somebody else with you when you're with your baby or like anything like that? I think if it got to that point. They might, but I recognized it in myself. I was like, Holden, I don't trust myself. Like, I'm scared. That was a day where I hadn't slept, and that was like my low. I was like in the kitchen. I was how like long bawling. ago? How long was this after you had her? It lasted two weeks. Okay, but I mean, like, this one day. Like, this that was, was uh, Fourth of July. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll never forget it. Because yeah. Holden, Holden's brother came over with his kids, and I remember sitting there, like, trying to be happy, and I was just, just like, dead and dying inside. I was just like, I can't fucking live. I mean, I've never felt that way. It was just the worst feeling ever. And then there would be times where like, I'd look at her and I love her so much that it would just like crush me how much I loved her. And then I would look at her and be like, I love you so much. It was so powerful. It almost felt like hatred. Like Mm -hmm. I, I can't explain it. Like I would look at her and just be so overwhelmed that I almost hated her. Huh. I, I can't explain yeah. it. And but then there's the whole like holy shit, if I literally don't take care of you, you will die. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. your whole life depends upon me and that was really that was, hard. Yeah, say so that was probably part of it to where you're oh, like Oh, there's just literally, so many yeah. and your whole life is completely different. All my priorities are completely different now. Like I am a very independent person. I like to do things, I like to go out and do things and now I can't. And it's just this whole total life shift. That's really hard to get used to. I'm used to it now, and now I like love it. But at hey, first, I was like, "This is not fun." Like, like no, I, I don't do like things. this. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And she'd be screaming all the time because her stomach hurt, and I was like, "I don't know what to do with this baby." Like, it's hard, yeah. Like especially with that, like you don't know how to help her because right. she can't tell you exactly. So like you're you want to help, but you can't. So you feel helpless, right? And, I'm sure and that I was like, fuels the de- fucking I know, depression. I'm you like, have my about poor it. baby's yeah. in pain, and I can't help her. Like. It was awful. Yeah. But she's okay now. I don't know what her deal is right now. She's yeah, just she, She's a little fired up. We'll throw some fans <laughs> on when we get done. Hi. 
What's up? Hi. Hi. Hey. Hey, you got anything to say? <laughs> yeah, you got anything to add on hey. your first podcast? Hey. She's like, what is this? I don't like this. There we go. She'll laugh at that. There we go. Well, I think that's a, probably a good place to okay, end on. Yeah. Unless you have say anything bye. else. That's it. Bye. Say bye. Oh, high five. <laughs> high five. Well, thank you for yeah. this journey. Maybe we'll check in like a year or two. My hope for this helps anyone out there make them laugh, uh, maybe calm any anxieties that they might have. No, they're not allowed out there. Don't let doctors tell you you're not in pain when you are. That's a, those are good last words. Advocate for yourself. <laughs> Advocate for yourself. Thanks uh, for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.